Welcome back to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time here, just uh, quickly kind of go over how it works. So in the show, we have two different segments. The first segment, Side A, is where we pick a theme, and then we pick our favorite choice track based on that theme, our our favorite song based on that theme. And then on Side B, this is where we have homework from the previous episode, where someone picks an album, and we discuss the album and pick our favorite track from that album. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's drop that needle on Side A. All right. So, this episode's theme is about the Rat Pack and our favorite song from a member of the Rat Pack. Just a quick little history lesson about the Rat Pack in case you're not familiar with who the Rat Pack is. Uh, Rat Pack was sort of an informal group of entertainers. It was formed in the late 80s or late 40s, early 50s. Um, it originally, uh, it originated basically with a bunch of A-list stars who would meet at Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall's home. But when we think of the Rat Pack, we mainly think of the 1960s Rat Pack. And the 1960s Rat Pack mainly consisted of five members. You had Joey Bishop, who was a comedian entertainer. You had Peter Lanford, who was an actor. You had Sammy Davis Jr., you had Dean Martin and you had Frank Sinatra. And really, honestly, the three biggest members of the Rat Pack were the, the last three I mentioned. Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and Frank Sinatra. That's who you or, think of when you think of the Rat Pack. Or I like to call them Frank, Dean, and Sam, you know, because, you know, we're, we're just that close, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so Frank, Frank, Dean, and Sam... Uh, they, they were, they're, they're famous entertainers, famous singers. Uh, I mean, the, the amount of hits that they had is just, it, it's staggering. Um, so there are definitely a lot of songs to pick from. And each of these artists, you could do a whole episode just based on their songs alone. Like that could be just a theme, you know, Frank Sinatra songs, Dean Martin songs, Sammy Davis Jr. songs. But, we're going to go with our favorite song from a member of the Rat Pack. And so I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with my choice. And my choice was actually a Frank Sinatra song. And that song is That's Life. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high. And That's life was recorded in 1966. Uh, little little tidbit I, I thought was pretty fascinating. So th- he's not the originator of the song, um, but Frank first heard the song around 1965. Apparently he was in his car and he heard this cover by O.C. Smith. And he apparently pulled over, called his, his daughter, Nancy, asked who the publisher was because he wanted to record that song. And then in 1966, he does just that. He records the song. Apparently, Frank Sinatra was known as like a one take guy, but apparently they recorded two takes because they just wanted to get a different version. And, uh, the second take is the one that, that is most famous. Um, I did the song ended up becoming the number four spot in the Billboard's Hot 100. I can't tell you the first time I ever heard this song, but this song definitely resonates for me. Like when, when this topic was brought up, this theme, I already had at least two or three songs in mind. And, uh, this was the one I ultimately, ultimately went with. I think the reason why I love this song is how uplifting it is, how positive it is, and, uh, and how like honest it is about how life's going to knock you down, but you're going to get back up and you're going to do it all over again. Uh, it's, it's a great song to play when, uh, when you're kind of in a, a, a hard spot and um, you're trying to find some encouragement. And, and you can definitely, like, this is a song that you can sing along to. Like, you know the lyrics 
by heart. I definitely do. Um, yeah, it, this was my choice. That's life. I, I think it's a phenomenal song. I love all three artists. Um, Frank Sinatra. I mean, just his catalog is, is impressive. It's hard to pick just one. Um, you know, maybe on another day, I might have picked a different song, but this is the one I like. I just like how, uh, energetic it is. And, and, um, yeah, that was, that was my choice. So, okay. I liked it. It was, it was a good pick. Um, um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I kind of recognized it when I listened to it. You know, I kind of know, like, um, you know, uh, my way and, you know, fly me to the moon by Frank a lot more, uh, than, than this one. But it was like, uh, this one for sure stood out and it, it is a good song. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So, um, it, it was a good pick. Um, yeah, you can't, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very optimistic, like you were saying, except for the <laughs> that last line. But, but you know, but just telling you, get up and keep trying until uh, <laughs> July. So, but yeah. Basically. Are you talking? Are you talking about the my my? Yeah. No, is it the what? what isn't the last line like uh, I'm going to curl up and die <laughs> come July? Well, the the, yeah. the last two words and the, and the second take were my my, but oh. the original take he says oh yeah at the end. Oh, okay. But in the second take, he says "my my" at the very end, and and that's the one that uh, was released. Okay, so yeah, so it, I'll let everybody go, and then I, I I want to circle back to something, but yeah, what you had, Damon? Okay, go ahead, Damon. Uh, all right, you're gonna circle back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I remember seeing, I remember hearing. Frank Sinatra in movies first. I know that um, a lot of Italian restaurants you walk in, the first thing you hear is like something like Frank Sinatra and, uh, on a cruise ship. Um, I think isn't Frank Sinatra's like one of his songs is like Carnival Cruises uh, theme song or something like that. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the case, but it seems like it would be. That's that's that. Those are all good times for me. I mean, it, I love that. I wish I could go back in time and just smoke cigars all day and wear cool hats. And uh, I guess I can still do that. <laughs> but like, have a yeah, have a nice tailored suit. Go to work in that suit with a little briefcase, and then hang out with a Rat Pack after work <laughs> at the local bar. You know, I mean, this music's like, um, it's definitely like. It brings it. It brings me to like a fantasy, really. And it was a different, different time, a different place for for musicians. It, like the Rat Pack. So there's like five of them. They they consist of like people that were in the entertainment business, right? Was it five main? Yes. Um, I mean, there. Yeah. When when the Rat Pack originated, it was there were definitely other people, but the Rat Pack that we're talking about was. The, the late 50s, early 60s rap back. And these yeah. were the five consistent members. So, like, know, and, they would, and they would start, they would start in movies and they would have shows in Vegas and big Vegas shows, right? And, and mm-hmm. So, who's so? I mean, I know who Humphrey Bogart is. Um, does he, does he have the line, here's looking at you, kid? Is that him? Yeah, that's Humphrey Bogart. Okay. Thinking of what? Casablanca? Looking at you, yeah. kid. Uh, uh, so that's. I think, I think that was uh, Maltese Falcon. That was Maltese Falcon. Okay, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was it, Casablanca. Actually, I did see Casablanca once. We'll have to. No, Casablanca some... was frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn. No, 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 no. I know. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. So like that that era though. That's so cool. I mean, I I, I love that you you gave us some. Some awesome homework here with this theme of the the Rat Pack. If we were all if we were all part of a Rat Pack, which character would you be? I think I would be Frank, but everybody wants to be Frank. I don't know. Does everybody want to be Frank? No, I think Taj wants to be uh, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. I can see that. I'm just saying. I can't be Joey Bishop. <laughs> You know what? You could be Joey. 
<laughs> I love I love that's life though. This that's what it's called, right? That's life. Yeah. 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 Man, that is that is such a cool song. The beat when it comes in, it's like it doesn't sound like a traditional Frank Sinatra beat. With the drums, you got the and then the organs coming in. It sounds kind of more like a jazzy seventies vibe, but it's not that late, right? Isn't it earlier than that? It's sixty six. Nineteen sixty six. Oh, okay. So it's like Austin Austin Powers the movie. Like you can kind of see a lot of organs in that too. But no, this is like this is like a really cool really cool song, really cool vibe. So I dig it. Yeah. That's all good. This is this is one of the quintessential big band songs. And I like the fact that it's a realistic song. <laughs> it's, it's one that you can listen to and literally take every every lyric to heart because, you know, you can't you can complain about yeah. a lot of things, but you really can't change some of it. Some of it just happens. And it's like, yep, that's that's life. You could be up in April, be down in May and then come back up in June and be like, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm, I'm balancing out. Right, you're right when you're having like the time of your life, and then you go to your car and you got a flat tire. It's like mother, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so oh, the fact fudge. that he, exactly the fact that he heard it that one time and automatically wanted to sing it, it's like yeah, that it makes sense because that's just that kind of song that people who are realistic about life will gravitate towards. So yeah, that's a great pick, man. Nice. Ty, you said you wanted YouTube, to circle. Brandon. Say what? That's good for you too, Brandon. This is a really good song for you. Oh yeah, I can uh, I, I can see you're really digging this one. Maybe doing a yeah. karaoke night with it. Yeah. So, so it, I just wanted to kind of circle back to something, and and it's something like that we can discuss through the the whole episode. But I was just curious because I know. Of what I know from like the big bang, er, big band era, right? There was, you know, twenties, thirties. There was times that songs were written without lyrics, and then lyrics were added later on. And then we're just kind of this point in in music history is kind of where it's interesting because songs will be released with like the the music and lyrics, but then it, it especially with the Rat Pack, especially with I, I think it's pretty true of all four tracks. It's like it wasn't original song by them, but it was then covered by them. And because of their name, they made it, uh, you know, they made it popular. They, they, you know, they didn't. So I was just curious because like nowadays you don't really have that a lot where like a song is released or written by somebody else. And then there's somebody that's just so famous that you want to hear them sing that version of the song. That they then release it, and so, but th- that's what's interesting about this era in, in history that we're covering with the Rat Pack is that you know songs came out, and then like especially in your story, Brandon, like you know he heard it, and he's like, hey, I want to cover that song, and then this is a song that you know Frank Sinatra for, but it's like it, it's just an, an interesting thing, and I just wasn't sure what you guys thought about that, like is. Especially with with Frank, like, is his voice so unique that you just want him to cover it or (laughs) type of thing? I think it's about the presence. Okay. Right. So this was during a time where you had the variety shows. This is during the time where, uh, like, actors were not just actors, like stars were stars because they could pretty much do anything. Right. And then you had certain individuals, they could act, they could sing, they can, um, you know, do improv on, on the drop of a dime. They were very charismatic. And the fact that they were singing, the fact that they were like covering these other songs, it was during a time where these other songs didn't have that much notoriety to them because you did not have the Internet. You did not have, you know, anything that you could substitute or these songs with. So a lot of songs that were played were played on radio, but when they came out from the earlier artists, you know, and they just didn't pop like that. Or even if they did pop and they would have regional status, it still didn't like appeal to the masses as when these four touched it or when these three touched it in this, in this sense. So, um, 
you know, basically, you know, you could take a song, Frank would take a song, and we've known that the song had been out two, three years. We know the song had been out 10 years. The same way with Christmas tunes, right? We right. know Christmas songs like the bottom of my heart, but if a certain artist sings this Christmas song, you're going to love it that much more because their charisma and their charm took in. And, right. and it took the song over. It made it its own presence. That's so true. yeah, I don't think any of these songs were originally written by these by these singers or actors, but the fact that their presence was linked to the song just made it that much bigger. Okay, makes sense. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit more about that on your pick. <laughs> on my pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to. Let's go to Taj. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, for my pick, so I kind of figured that you were going to pick a Frank Sinatra song. And um, so I, I wasn't as from, I mean, I knew some Dean Martin songs. Um, and I was trying to, you know, pick something a little off the being track that I hadn't necessarily heard before. Um, and so I came across the song and then I just kept, always going back to it. So the Dean Martin pick that I song I picked was Just In Time. Just in time I found you just in time Before you came my time um, Now, the that song was originally released in 56 um, and it was uh, written by Julie uh, Stein uh, and lyrics by Betty uh, Coatman and uh, Adolph Green. Okay, um, and so then it was later re-recorded. Uh, so it was for a movie called Bells Are Ringing, um, and then it was later re-recorded uh, by Julie Holiday and Dean Martin in 1960. Um, so Dean was the first one to of the Rat Pack to to cover it, and it's interesting because Frank then covered it. Or I guess maybe not, because Frank covered it in 59. So around within a year of each other, Frank and both Frank and Dean covered the same song. Now, Frank's natural voice um, is, a, I will say, is, is a higher register, whereas Dean is lower. And so, you know, Frank is more, it, the, the songs are, are pretty similar, but Frank has more like, um, what would you say? Jubilate, not jubilation, but a more cheerful thing. Whereas Dean is very much like a guy's like, <laughs> he, he just been down and down in the gutter and he's getting out, you know, like he, he he's just come out 10 rounds and, and he, you know, he, he's grateful, <laughs> but he's not like, you know, singing to the, <laughs> to the skies, I guess. I, I don't know how to properly describe that, but, um, Part of what got me was like the song is is interesting because the whole melody and, and lyrics of it is just it's it's a guy that basically is saying like hey you know I've been going around wasting time and now that I met you you know you're just in time and now I know exactly what I need to do with the rest of my life um, and, and so that that's and that's where like Dean's gruffy voice or, or lower register you know just kind of I feel <laughs> captures that whole the. Uh, the melody a lot better or the the story a lot better but yeah that was my pick <laughs> so. cool so going into this situation um your pick is exactly what we were talking about when uh, it's a song that's out here it's open for for reproducing and you have two artists both of them have their own namesakes that are recording the song and you have two different versions of the song, even though, um, the melody is toned the same. It's, it's different renditions of it because Frank's rendition of it is, is literally big band within itself. And it's got that big band feel. Dean's rendition of it, the one that you chose is a little more swanky, a little more low key, a little more downplayed. It's, it's for like the smaller clubs, not the Coca Cabana or any type of situation like that. So, um, yeah, I liked your pick. I like the fact that you, you know, went a different path. Um, then you thought everybody else was going to go and, you know, it actually worked out because that was a great song. Regardless of who sings it, automatically the song is a good song. Great lyrics, great flow, great style. But yeah, I like Dean's version a little better. Okay. So, 
What do you think, yeah. Brandon? Well, I, I love Dean Martin. I mean, I, I, I like him probably just as much as I like Frank Sinatra. Um, definitely Dean has, it seems like he's having a good time in a lot of the songs that he sings. Um, you know, and Dean, Dean Martin was, I, I, I mean, they're all great entertainers. Uh, mm-hmm. he was also a, a, a pretty decent actor sometimes. Um, anyway, yeah, no, the song's good. I, I like the song. Like, it's definitely not up there for my favorite, like my favorite Dean Martin song. You know, I think there's quite a few more before that one, but it's still a good song. I still enjoy it. It's not for me. It's not as memorable as some of the other Dean Martin hits. Um, you know, there, like there's a kick, like a kick to the head. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, which, which yeah. was like, that was in like my, my running of songs, you know, was ain't that a kick in the head. I, Love that song. That's probably my favorite Dean Martin song. Um, so if we ever do an episode of Dean Martin, I guess I've already spoiled it. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the song's good. I, I like the song. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pleasing and, 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 you know, soothing and comforting to the soul. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a good song. Again, like I said, not, not my favorite Dean Martin song, but I still like it. You know, I'd be, be hard pressed to like hate any song by Dean Martin. You know, like I think it's always like, this is decent to this is good to this is great to this is amazing. But I don't feel like I'm going to go like, I hate a Dean Martin song. You know, there's just songs that are better than others. Um, and I, I think you could say that about even Frank and Sammy too. Like there's some Frank songs I'm not like the biggest fan of, but it's not a bad song. It's just, not my cup of tea, you know, and, uh, this Dean one is not, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I, I like that, you know, more high energy Dean or Dean just, you know, having a good time, but I still like it. So, right. Yeah. So anyway, good choice. Dean the, Dean the mean Gene Bean. Is that who you like better? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, what do you think, Damon? Uh, no, this is great. I, all this, I like a lot of this this era of music. It's all really good. It's all the same feel for me. But like, there's definitely different songs. I, I get a darker tone from some of these albums. Um, there's definitely like when you read the lyrics and stuff, like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Sammy Davis Jr., you know, they're, they're singing about the times and what's going on in their life and just like real life, kind of like what y'all have been talking about. But that's what, that's the appeal to me too. But yeah, I love this. This is like a love song, right? This is like a nice, yes, it's a nice love song. It's not, it doesn't have a lot of lyrics, but it's like, there's a lot of horns in the background and that's yeah, good. So why did you like this? out of all like the songs that you could have picked for like Dean Martin or the Rat Pack. Like what about this? What drew you to this? It was just the, the, the lyrics. Like it, I, I had not heard this song before, but it came up on like the top 10 Dean Martin list. And it was like, it grand day was down there, but you know, but yeah. it was, it was just, it was one of those songs I kept going back to. I almost picked, um, he, it, it was weird because every time I heard it, because it, it's a really good song, D. Martin did a cover of King of the Road. And I was like, do I want to do D. Martin doing King of the Road when I could do the original Roger Miller some, some point down in the future? So I was like, let me, I skipped on that one and, and went for this one because, yeah. Oh, okay. I might know King of the Road. I don't, I don't know if I know that, that well. Um, I'd, I'd have to check that out and do a little revisit on that. But, um, no, that's it, cool, man. Yeah. Well, you know the Disney Robin Hood, right? The yeah, okay. It's part of that movie. Well, no, Roger Miller's the one that wrote all the songs for that. So but oh, King of the Roads is most King of the Roads his most famous song. You know, it starts with that trailers for sale or rent. <laughs> Something fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, so I've know, seen it. Yeah, yeah, and then it's the whole, you know, I'm the, I'm a man of no means, but by no means, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are good lyrics. I like that. Um, yeah, no, the lyrics, and I think all the lyrics that I've been seeing for the Rat Pack songs, I, I, I was 
trying to get in the mood a little bit. I was like really liking Sirius XM's Sinatra channel. <laughs> yeah. um, listening to all blue eyes. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that was definitely nice, man. Um, yeah. Dean Martin's awesome. And they all have this, like the same voice, you know, it, that's what the difference is in music today is like maybe someone like Michael Bublé or someone like that, that like specifically seems like this style. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, they're not like, they're a big artist, but they're not topping everybody's charts. You know what I mean? They're not like, they're not going to be the biggest bands, but like at the time, the, the Rat Pack, they were the biggest, they were the biggest then. Right. Because there wasn't any of the stuff we have now. Now it's just, it's a, it's a different world. But uh Yeah. Kind of, kind of wish I was a part of that world. You know, <laughs> seemed like a nice one. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe they just made it seem nice. Yeah, did they? I think they made it seem nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty for, much for, for sure. <laughs> Especially with Sammy Davis, like he, that, that dude did yes. not have nothing easy. Especially <laughs> so, uh, Sammy yeah. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, you guys ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right, Diedrich, what you got? Me, um, little old me. Uh, let's see. So, when you first brought up this topic, I was literally gonna go there. Fly me to the moon. Let me play amongst the stars. That's that's the first, literally first song that kept into my head. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me do a little bit more research, a little bit, a little bit deeper into the uh, the situation. So, um, I went on ahead and picked Sammy, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. I wanted to give Sammy his roses and uh, definitely see where he was coming from. And I picked a song that was a little more upbeat. Uh, that was not, it was still in the big band era, but it was more so on the tail end of it. Um, you know, going on, not quite disco, but towards the end of everything. It was, uh, his 1968 album. Uh, it was, uh, Lonely, uh, is the name. And there was a song on there that I just absolutely fell in love with. And it was called Up, Up and Away. And the reason why I picked that later version of it is because everybody else was just so slow and swanky. I just wanted to, you know, pick it up a little bit and see exactly where it was going to go. So up, open away, you know, it's, it's basically him going up in a balloon. And, and if you're a lovely little female and you like his vibes and you want to get with him and come fly with me, baby, let's get it. And, uh, it was, it's definitely, like I say, telling big man more of, um, you know, just, just, presentation the the snaps the um the the percussion the the orchestra filling in the background and and the big sounds that are coming out of it and and everything about it just screamed sammy for how he, he used to be now sammy could definitely croon with the best of them but um when you when you had that energetic tone he just seemed to come alive with it and and you could see those fingers snapping and moving all around and it was like yeah this this will be a sammy track so um that's the reason why i picked it just because it was upbeat i liked it and it was something different from the bunch what do y'all think oh uh it was written by um sorry the song was originally uh, written for um, something called, uh, I think it was Sunshine Academy. Uh, back in 65, it was written by Jimmy Webb. And, uh, you know, it was one of those good songs that uh, definitely worked out in his benefit as far as Sammy goes, because it didn't hit the charts. He's only had, out of on the cool, we say we never had anything, right? He's only had five uh, songs that hit the billboards and two of them in the top 10. Uh, so Sammy definitely didn't get the love, uh, as some would. But then again, Sammy was more about being the entertainer himself than it was the actual singer. So with that all being said, what do y'all think about it? So it, I went and looked because, because I mean, the, the song itself stood out. Like I, I knew it. Um, and so it, I went and looked. And so I, Am I right that the fifth degree released it like a year before he did the, the, that song? 
because you, that's you what, are correct. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So no, I, I did like the Sammy. Uh, his version w- was pretty cool. It is it was a, a totally different cover. It was nice. Um, it I what I'm curious about is so you know that break in the middle where he's like cut it and then he's like play it again. Is that him, them trying to do an edit technique where they were trying to put into like two different sessions recorded into one song? Because it it just it kind of. I knew it was kind of like a jazzy thing, but it kind of threw off the vibe. But then I was like, I don't know. I was like, what what is this? No, that was was the the fun thing. That was the actual syncopation. That was the way it was supposed to be done. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So Uh, it was supposed to be a break in the song. So it kept it from being monotonous. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, but yeah. So I appreciate it for sure. I liked it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I definitely think this this was definitely like a, a deeper cut. Um, you know, I was not too familiar with this song. Like, I, I knew definitely some Sammy songs for sure, but I don't know if I've ever heard that song. Um, but it was groovy, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it, man. Like he he, I I, I liked the beat and uh, I I liked his voice and you know, I definitely feel like I appreciate Sammy more now than I did before. You know, I was definitely, it all probably started with Frank and then mm-hmm. Dean. And I don't, I never really listened to too much Sammy. Um, but I definitely have listened to more in the last few years than I ever did before. But somehow this one escaped me. Um, there's a great, I'm going to plug another podcast really quick. It's called You Must Remember This. And they did a awesome series on Dean and Sammy. And it was, it's about, about both their lives. And, uh, and then when, even when their lives intersect and their times with the Rat Pack and, and I learned a lot about Sammy Davis Jr. that I did not know. Uh, and there were definitely a lot of songs that were mentioned. And, and, you know, that, I think that's really what piqued my interest in Sammy more than ever before. Um, and you know, it, it is amazing. Like, I think you even said it, like he barely had any hits, um, you know, uh-huh. but, but he, he definitely, you know, he, he definitely kept going. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's a good choice. And, and do check out that series on, on Sam and, and Dean. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, but it's a good, it's a, it's a good song. I, I dug it. I enjoyed it. I can tell you that Amy really liked it. Uh, she thought it was fun. Um, you know, it definitely was a departure from, from the other choices for sure. And, and that was refreshing. So, uh, yeah, it was a good choice. Nice. Yeah. Like, I like, I definitely like this. Um, so was he in Oceans 11? Was he part of that or no? Yeah. He was an actor. What, what a lot, they all right? were. Yeah. 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 Oh, they all were. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that vibe too. That's a really cool vibe. Um, yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. I, I love this song. I love the the I love the fast pace of this too. The drums and everything, man, that's so cool. The horns and the drums, that combo is like you don't really hear that kind of stuff like in mainstream music anymore, obviously. But it's definitely still played. Is it still played a lot in clubs? Like, is there a lot of like bands that have just adapted? from these bands that still carry that on today because I don't really listen to a lot of jazz and like, you know, this types, this type of music, but I'd love to, I, I don't know why I don't as much, you know, uh, jazz is very, uh, uh, acquired taste. Yeah. You have to really love the, the theory of music to, to, understand or to get into like the jazz type big band type feel and there are there are bands that are still out here that are doing it a lot of cover bands and things of that such but they're not going to get the recognition because it's not considered mainstream anymore like during the time where yeah. all this came out it was mainstream this was before disco hit this is before you know rock really took because rock had always been around but um this was the quintessential well you say grown folks type music um, okay. those, right. those who, you know, would, would go to, yeah, not so, yeah, your parents, but, but those who had more of a sophisticated taste. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, you you could rock out all you want to and crazy and be all that stuff. But over here, we're going to wear nice suits. We're going to dress up and, and act like, you know, we're civilized and, and sit down at a, at a dinner table at a restaurant and have this band playing. It just so happens to have a, a famous artist with it that happens to be a comedian, that happens to be, you know, a singer, songwriter, or actor, just somebody that can do it all. And to me, that's what the Rat Pack represented. It represented cool. It represented style, but it represented uh, multifacets of entertainment. And like that's when you're talking about this kind of stuff, like this was like child's play to them. You know, they would they would hear songs and they would put songs out and it would be a nice little groovy feel. And then everybody would have the feel goods and go home and make love and make babies. Like that's that's the kind of feel good that they gave. It's all their and I, yeah, it's all their fault. And I, I miss that era of music when you you didn't have to be original with your music choice, but you were original with your style mm. and separated you from everybody else. I remember seeing uh, Sammy Davis Jr. like tap dance a lot too. Is that was Man. that a big thing? He right. was a dancer. Yeah, between him and Fred Astaire, you couldn't those two. You couldn't you couldn't topple. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely yeah. worked out in his benefit. That's why I said he was more of the entertainer than the singer because you know he would definitely break out into a song and dance and and do the dance number like it was nothing. The choreography was almost second to none. So it definitely That's awesome. worked. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So it, just to ask, I mean, because because you mentioned something, and I just want to make sure that, that. So with this one, it's more more so than the other ones. Like it's very much like a Lawrence Welk take on a song, like because <laughs> you have the the fifth degree, which is disco. Like it is a disco version with the same same lyrics, and this is like the not for the kids, but we're going to take the same lyrics and make it for the the parents, for the adult type of thing to see you later. This is swag, man. This <laughs> this is where this is where swag comes into play. Like, I'll take not only will I take this song and do it, I'm going to do it way better than you because I'm going to add my own little pizzazz to it, and it's just going to sound great. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, that's it. Okay. Cool. All right. So before we get to Damon, I just want to do a quick tally. We have one Frank Sinatra song. We have one D. Martin song. <laughs> and we have one Sammy Davis Jr. song. So Damon. Who did you yeah, pick? You guys you guys picked yours first. <laughs> um, Joey Bishop. No please. <laughs> <laughs> I went with a I went with a comedy routine from Joey Bishop. <laughs> yeah, he had some underground like dirty uh, uh, comedy back then. So. He was the first with Adam Sandler. It, well, I even looked at Eddie Lawrence, and the, the only his main song was like uh, Easter Bonnet from uh, or like <laughs> so like I I almost. If he had some other songs, I might have gone with uh, with him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, so, what do you got, Dave? Um, my my pick was based on something that my wife liked this song, and I liked it because of a movie called All of Me. It's Frank Sinatra's. I went with Frank Sinatra. Is that is that like is that cliche or something? He's too big. He's the biggest one. Um. Maybe it's because I was listening to Frank Sinatra's station too much. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so Frank Sinatra's All of Me. All of me. Why not take all of me? Can't you see? Um, there was a really cool movie in the 80s, I think, with... Um, oh, gosh. Now I'm drawing a blank. Come on, Brandon. Help me out. Um I know who's in this movie, all of me. You're gonna make me sweat it out. <laughs> I think it's because I'm talking about I'm talking about Frank Sinatra and I'm forgetting who was in the movie. <laughs> and I'll come back to that. But anyway, so all of me. <laughs> don't let don't get me started. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's a great song. I, I uh anybody should see it. Eighty four. Um, 
1984. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's a, that's where I first heard the song, and I just like Frank Sinatra's music anyway. Uh, but that's what that's what drew me to that. And uh, Steve Martin, the okay, I didn't look it up, uh, but um, and it's not it's not like a you know play on Dean Martin. Uh, Steve Martin was uh, awesome in this movie, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was funny. So anyway, um, what do you guys think of the song? I have no big attachments to it, but that's like that's why I liked this song. This that's why I picked it for this. It's a fun song too, you know. Yeah, it's a fun song. It's cool. It's 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 like I said, not up there with one of my favorites, but it, it out of this bunch, you really can't get it wrong. <laughs> they all had great songs, yeah. and this was this was a good one. And I'm not mad. You went with Frankie. You know, you know, if we all had our choice of of like <laughs> the most heard songs, Frankie would be number one <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, this this was actually a good pick. I, I can't complain about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a it was like a romantic thing with me. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I'll go with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the like I feel the same way about this song. Like I do, like uh, Taj's Dean Martin choice. Like it's not, yeah. it's 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 good, but it's yeah. definitely not. It's not up there for me when I think of Frank Sinatra songs. Like there's quite a few more that I would prefer to listen to again and again. Um, but it's it's not a bad song by any means. Like I do like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it just doesn't like. It doesn't click for me like some of the other Frank Sinatra songs do. But again, it's still a quality song, right. but I just, you know, it's definitely not, it's not in like my top 10 Frank Sinatra songs, but it's, it's still good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, to say like not in top 10, like Frank's got 10 super solid songs, you know, like it'll be hard for that song, all of me to right. break the top 10 of my favorite Frank Sinatra songs. You know, and when you look at like ultimate collections of Frank Sinatra, I mean, there's so many songs. <laughs> his 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 songbook is ginormous. I mean, the guy was around since like the 30s. You know, like the guy was performing up until like his his death. He yeah was around forever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way to go, man. That's the way to do it. They're partying it, their asses off too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's like George Burns smoking cigarettes and drinking every day. He's fine. He's like hundred. There's only so many people that can actually pull that off. Yeah. Like this. That's why, you know, when you talk about Hollywood and, and, and entertainment business and show business and all that, there's really, truly only so many people that can be a part of that and come out of that alive. Like, all the partying, all the yeah. socialite status, the the drugs, the the promiscuous situations that are coming up, the the compromising situations that if anybody else would be a part of that, the career would be over. But these guys like <laughs> excelled <laughs> during that time. <laughs> so it's like I'm not trying to bring them up, you know, based on everything has been known, but like in order to be in the business and be at the top of that business for as long as they each were like, yeah, you, you definitely had to have the brass kahanas to, to pull some of that stuff off. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I do think that my song pick was a lot like yours, Taj. They were both romance songs and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, talking about, you know, like your partner or whoever. Right. So. No, for, for sure. So yeah, it, I liked it. It was, it, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very, very romantic. It's, it's, I'm not sure. It, it's romantic, but it's almost also kind of like a breakup song. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, depending on how, how you take the lyrics on that. Or and, like and was, a way to, like, a way to convince somebody to stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And, and I was trying to see, like, I'm not finding it because I'm trying to see if Dean did a cover of the song. I know Dean has an album called All of Me, but I'm not sure if Dean did a cover of the song too. But it was like, but yeah, it, either way, it, it was great with Frank. So 
But yeah. And that and that movie was like really where that's that's what drew me into the song. Um I just remember like my wife showed me that movie like I don't know, twenty years ago or some shit. Age of myself. Um L- Lily Tomlin is the other person the other lead in that with uh Steve. Yeah. But uh yeah, it, it just it just fits really well. I think it probably fits really well in a lot of stuff, like movie wise. It seems more of like a movie type song. Yeah. But yeah. So. But yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. All right. The Rat Pack. Rat Pack. <laughs> now on to rats. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting real dark in here. <laughs> the clouds are coming. <laughs> There's a storm coming. Yeah, there's lightning, thunder rolling, lightning crashing as we transition into side B. (laughs) The rat pack fades away to the clouds. The sun gets overshadowed by... It's getting scary in here, guys. It's getting scary. (laughs) Right. So. All right. So we're going to go and uh, flip the record over and uh, drop the needle on side B. So, uh, hey, Brandon, you, you had some homework for us, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, yeah. This is interesting going from the Rat Pack to what we're going to discuss. Uh, so, as you all probably know, a lot of the stuff that I pick is usually stuff from, like, the 60s and 70s. Um, it's probably going to be very rare that I'm going to pick music from, you know, the last few years stuff from the 2010s and and you know on um but i did this time i picked something from 2018 and your homework was to listen to the album prequel by the band ghost uh just a a little information a little history about ghost so ghost is a swedish rock heavy metal band that was formed in 20 2006 uh, they were formerly known as Ghost BC in the United States, but now they're just known as Ghost. Their debut album came out in 2010, and the album that, that we listened to for the, this episode is actually their fourth album. Uh, and their newest album actually just, like, was released, their fifth album. And, uh, but again, we're, we're talking about their 2018 album. Um, so just a little information about the, this, this band. Um, like I said, they were formed in 2006. Um, the music is a blend of heavy rock, heavy metal, doom metal, arena rock, progressive rock, pop rock. Uh, it, it, it's hard to, to like describe, to define. Um, but they definitely wear their influences on their sleeves for sure. Um, so the, the, the band leader, his name is Tobias Forge, but he has a persona that he performs, uh, live, uh, and he keeps the persona going. Uh, his, his most famous character is Papa Emeritus, and I'm probably not saying the name right, but I'm going to try. Um, there's many, been many different variations of this character, but he's basically like a, a satanic priest. He's like the anti-pope. Um, Ghost has gotten certainly into some trouble because people think that their, their music is satanic. It's, I don't think it is. Um, uh, the, the character was sort of retired, but when they did the prequel album, he portrayed a new character called Cardinal Copia. Um, and then that character was retired and now we're back to Papa, Papa Emeritus. Um, anyway, none of this matters. We're talking about the album. Um, there's so <laughs> many members in this, there's so many members in this band. Um, the, the members in the band, they're known as the Nameless Ghouls. And when they perform, they all wear, uh, face concealing masks. So you don't know who they are. It wasn't until after like 2017 where you kind of learned a little bit about them. But before those band members were all anonymous and even Tobias Forge's name, people didn't know who he was. They thought, you know, he's Papa Emeritus. When he's on stage, 
he's wearing like prosthetic uh mask like prosthetic mask and makeup like he's in a he's portraying a character um mm. so anyway um and then in 2018 they even added a sax saxophone player for the prequel album um so anyway that's just a little bit of information about about the band going back to the album prequel I don't remember the first time I ever heard them. I had heard of Ghost before, but to be honest, I looked at the album covers. I looked at him and I'm like, okay, I like metal, but I don't know if I'm going to like this. I kind of feel like, is this going to be like death metal? Is he going to be screaming and yelling? You know, because that's not necessarily my kind of metal. And then I think I might have heard one of their hits off the album, Dance Macabre. Uh, and then I'm like, holy crap, this band is phenomenal. And, and then I went and I listened to the whole album and I was just floored by the sound. I just, I mean, it's, it's something else. Um, this is probably still my favorite album by them. I've listened to everything, even the newest album, but this is the one I keep coming back to. Um, it's it just the, the music's so great. It's so electric. It 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 just like I don't know. It it like when they say that it has kind of that arena rock feel. I get that, you know, and yeah, you definitely get that seventies eighties vibe from them, like Blue Oyster Cult a little bit. Um, they they they're just all over the board, and I just like, every song I think is great. Some some tracks are completely instrumental. These musicians are, they're incredible. They're, they're so good. And I love his voice. I, I love, I love the, the, the characters that they portray. They put on a hell of a live show from what I can tell. Um, yeah, man, I, I wanted to introduce you guys to it. I know I had said in a previous episode, I was kind of wa- warming you up to heavy metal. And this was one that I knew for sure I wanted to, to uh put in the spotlight and i wanted to pick something newish uh and this was the one that i had to go with or the one that i wanted to go with and if i had to pick my favorite track so many of them i love but my favorite is see the light i love see the light i i love what they're saying in that song i love the way he sings i like the transition with the the music going from this to that um you have to see it listen to it to believe it uh but yeah man i i friggin think ghost is phenomenal i i hope to see them live one day i i think they're an incredible band and uh you know they've won many awards for for all the right reasons because they are that good in my opinion and you know a lot of other people feel the same way um so yeah that's it ghost prequel what do you guys think uh, I'm going to jump in first just because I want to get mine out the way for everybody else. Dude, I freaking love you, man. <laughs> I freaking love you just because you hit every every note on that situation. I couldn't say it better myself. Um, they're a phenomenal band. The production on this is crazy. Like everything is so crystal clear. Everything is is has its own place, its own temperament, and all of the all of the album cell sounds, all of the guitar riffs, all of the change in pace, all of the drop notes, all of the 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 swing beats that are involved in in the drumming and the and the percussion. Like everything comes out, and each song is different. No two songs sound the same. Um, the album cover freaked me the fuck out. I'm, I'm not even gonna trip on it. <laughs> Only because, like, I could literally see that being a video game character if they weren't scared of getting sued because he looked like the Pope. Like, I could honestly see that being a video game character, like being a boss fight. You got to fight this that monstrosity and this guy on top of it sitting on his throne. Like, that's just crazy. But, um, yeah, uh, my favorite song on here, honestly, um, would have to be Faith. Faith was the one that, that stuck out to me and I was like, okay, this is a hard ass song. I love it. Like I, I put that on my workout um, uh, rotation. So I was like, yeah, nice. this is going to work. This is perfect. So all right, everybody else can say what they want to say. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to go Damon? No, no. Sure. Yeah, I'll go. Um, yeah, this okay. is a great, great band. Um, so 
I love you, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just playing. No, I deal with you. But anyway, um, yeah, no, this is awesome. I my my pick um, is uh, probably I don't know if it's like because it's a, it's not really like a hard song because I think that I love all that. I love metal. I love hard music. But the lyrics, the lyrics really drew me in. And then like, it just like, it's like, wow, this is kind of like how, kind of how like people maybe feel, but they don't like say it. So was it, was it a, um, pro memoria? Is that how that goes? Mm -hmm. The song pro memoria. So they're, some of the lyrics are, don't, don't you forget about dying. It's like, oh, damn, what? So they they started out like that. They didn't start out with that, but like that's one of the lyrics. And don't, then they just keep going with it. Don't don't forget about your friend death. Don't forget that you will die. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh shit. And then it's like, uh, don't you vomit savage slurs? <laughs> so that's like you know, obviously, it's I think they were like poetic, but um, yeah, awesome, dude. I I really liked. This band, I like the lyrics. I like um, the heavy stuff, the slow stuff. And like you're saying, Dietrich, there's a lot of like instrumental in there. I mean, that's like really uh, badass instrumental. I mean, these guys definitely could do like show tunes and shit. They could do like a like Buffy the musical. I think I mentioned this before. How it has like kind of like a rock opera, you know? They're kind of like rock opera a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. It ain't, it ain't easy doing what to do. And I don't know who the artist is, but there's like a bunch of fucking lizard lizard faces on a throne with like some bat wings come out of his ass. <laughs> so yeah, that is some crazy shit. Uh, good art, good music. Definitely going to go back to these guys. I, I, would, I didn't want to hear the new album because I wanted to kind of get into this one. But uh, this is the song that drew me in for the lyrics and just the feel of it. Yeah, it's just it's just fucking awesome. What I I wanted to say too, like one of the reasons why you know some of the lyrics are about death and stuff like that, yeah. Because Tobias Forge wanted to make an album that was talking about the plague and about the Black Death. And oh, okay. Some of it, like if you if you think about that and you go back and listen to it, you can definitely tell. Like even the first, the second song, the first song with lyrics on the album is called Rats. You know, and and. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, like even like Dance Macabre is about people partying because they know they're going to die. Like the end of the world shit. Yeah. 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 I like my asthma too. I just want to throw that out there. That was, that was a good little diddle. I'm not mad at that at all. But go ahead, Tosh. What do you think? What you got? So, it, it, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it, for sure, I kind of, I get the metal sense. I kind of get like a rock opera sense from it, or at least scratches that rock opera urge that I've been wanting to listen to for a while. I know it's not like all the way formal rock opera, but it for sure scratched that. Um, it, I want to kind of shout out four songs before I get to my main pick. Well, I mean, one of the four songs is my, my favorite one. So the, the, the one I want to kind of shout out was, uh, Witch Image. Cause, um, that's just an awesome song. Plus the, the main thing on that one is that lyric, uh, that you, uh, you can't, uh, what you sell, you can't un or what you sold, you can't unsell. <laughs> like it, it, that lyric just like, it makes sense. It, and I, the, the next one I, I want to go was, was Damon's pick, which is the, the post, uh, Memoria. It, so what I, it's interesting that you mentioned that it's covering the plague. I get from this is that it's very much, it's not, it's interesting because it's about religion, but it's not like for or against it. It's just like a straight up talking about religion. And you can tell that this guy knows his religion. You know, he's not just like making his like opinion off the street. Like he seems like he's educated in it, but then he's making interesting comments on it. And the reason why, the, the vibe I got from that uh, pre-memoria one is that it, you guys know the um, I'm not sure it's not a proverb but it's kind of a story but it's the the story where like the guys 
it, this set of footprints, you know, where uh, you're a person's normally it's a beach, but the, the proverb is like, you know, I was watching walking on the beach and then, you know, like things got hard and then uh, like, but you never came Lord. And then I was walking, but then when the guy looks back, there was only one footprint because Jesus was carrying him. Right. So th- this one, the Prima Mori is like the, it's like a poster the, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's normally like a benediction card or like, what, what would you call that Dietrich? Cause I, it's it's like a short like moral tale fable something proverb <laughs> proverb there we go oh, okay. so, yeah but the promemoria is like if that if that's the angel on your shoulder promemoria is like the devil on your shoulder because because the interesting part about that is like yeah Jesus might pick you up and carry you when things are hard but either way death is still behind you because you're gonna die. <laughs> Which is an interesting way to think about it, because it's like, yeah, you know, things are hard. Jesus will help you, but like, death is still following your ass, <laughs> whether, like, whether Jesus is carrying you or not. So, like Jesus, take the wheel, <laughs> and death is like, yeah, Jesus, go ahead and do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, so that's. I mean, that's the feeling I got from that song. And I was like, this, this guy is like on point and it's amazing. Um, but the, the next two songs that I wanted to shout out was rats. And then my main pick is see the light because see the light calls back to rats. And it's, it just, I don't know, but yeah, see the light is awesome. <laughs> Especially with that, that whole, you know, uh, with every hate you give me, I grow stronger. <laughs> You're like, yep. That's how it should be because you just take that and then you just grow stronger. But yeah, <laughs> so nice. Yeah, cool. Well, seems like the consensus is you guys dug it, which I'm well, happy to hear. I, I did want to comment a little bit about the so they uh, the satanical part of like the band. Like, so they were saying that like they were getting a lot of flack for for being deemed as like a satanic band. It, it, I think it's more because they lean into these characters, but and and some like they, I would say maybe in the beginning, like the first album, there's definitely some songs that are a little bit more about that. But you know, it's they're just playing roles, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it kind of reminds me of like. Um different bands I've seen like Marilyn Manson has like, he came out with a whole priest outfit on one of the shows I saw him do. And he kind of got flack for that too, a little bit, but uh, yeah, like I, I get, I, first of all, like I'm not religious. I, I'm not picking sides, but it's funny that like, just because someone like follows like the satanical church or whatever, you know, I don't know what it's all about, but that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like, I, I almost think that, like, there's a misconception based on, you know, people's, like, choice in their religion or whatever, but they seem to kind of, they do, they do seem to kind of go into, like, the whole opposite of that, you know, like, Christianity. <laughs> They're like, we're going to see about real stuff and do some really crazy artwork, you know, that looks kind of scary, but, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's a great band that, like, Hopefully, gets more you know props soon with a new album coming out. I'd like to see how how that well that does, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even think it's so much anti antichrist or whatever the situation may be. Like you said, it doesn't mean they're bad people. I think people just like to push the envelope. Yeah, you know, when it's all said and done, they don't want to be a stereotype or catty corner into one particular situation. They want to be able to blend things together. And, and if something scary comes out of it, that's what they want to do. Um, like there's a whole marketing scene um, like this coming up. So everybody knows, you know. If we put this out, there's going to be some kind of press behind it. And, and it's always that famous saying in the music business, you know, uh, all, all press is good press, whether it's good, bad or otherwise. So just for that fact alone, you know, some people are doing it for a scare factor. Some people are doing it for a shock value. Some people are actually doing it because they are, you know, uh, antichrist or whatever the case of point may be. I don't judge on that basis. When right. we're talking about music, I judge on the music itself. And if the music is good, I'm going to like it and I'm going to get into it. 
And whatever your personal thought is or personal feelings, you know, once we start getting down that road, then I'm starting judging you for other situations rather than the music itself. So, Let's get yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, so does anybody um, else, anybody else have any closing thoughts on it? I, I liked it a lot. I mean, so, yeah. For sure. And I did listen to the new album a little bit. I didn't get to go all the way through it yet, Brandon. But yeah, you got me to at least, uh, to at least try the new album. So I was like, okay. Good. So, That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> so, okay. Nice. Um, so, um, we have some new homework coming up here, probably. Let me, just check my my record keep, keeping here. I think it's Dietrich. So, uh, Dietrich, do you have some homework for us to do next week? Yeah, I do. It's actually a pretty good one. Um, so, the homework for this week is going to be actually a new album. Ooh. Which Ghost. I don't think we, we've ever come <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's a new album from a... a uh, R&B artist who's pretty much setting his uh, his ways in motion, and okay. uh, his his wave is is really riding right now, and and everybody's starting to be a part of it. So the artist himself, his name is Lucky Day, D A Y E, and the album is called Candy Drip. Okay. All together, one word: Candy Drip. And like I say, yeah, he literally, like literally just released it like last week. And, um, yeah, it's already got a good buzz behind it. It's, it's an actual good album. Um, he's got some great sounds on it, great samples, and, and he's really carrying the torch as far as R&B goes. So I wanted y'all to check that out. New music, you know, and that stuff that's been out here for a while, but something that's brand new and see what y'all think. See if it's going to be like an early classic or if it's something that's going to fade in the wind. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, so if you guys uh, want to uh, follow us or email us at uh, choicetracks.com or our email choicetracks at gmail.com. Um, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. And let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. <laughs> <laughs>